Um, for some reason, my link library has a Bon Appetit video in it. I don't know why, but it's made God it Goddamn Bon Appetit test kitchen. Do we have to take a oh. sideline into the Bon Appetit test kitchen here? And God say, like, fucking damn it. It was just... one area of the internet that I never wanted to go to. <laughs> because uh-huh. every time that I've seen people talk about the fucking Bon Appetit test kitchen, it's all shipping and thirst and people dying on stand hills. Yep. And like, it's just that. Yep. And then there was one Bon Appetit test kitchen video that was like, that sounds pretty interesting. And then that was it. Like, then just watching Bon Appetit test kitchen videos was that. That's all I've done. Like, that's that's yep. it. Like, uh-huh. it's been on not constantly, but a lot of the time I've been watching Bon Appetit test kitchen videos. They've mastered Fuck me. They've mastered putting out just enough content where you're always going to watch something when something new comes out. It's all so wholesome as well. Totally. Like, there's nothing bad ever in it. Nope. Like it's all just people being nice to each other. I watched somebody. Food and... I watched somebody on that uh, on that channel cook chicken fifty two ways, and it was just like I am never going to need like fifty three of these ways. Different ways. To, yeah, different ways to cook chicken. Yeah, uh, but like, sure, I'll watch you try and blow torture chicken. Um, t- to an edible state sure I'll watch you stick it in a fire pit and bury it yeah totally let's yeah. do this I'm here for it um, uh, yeah yep uh-huh. god damn fucking Bon Appetit Test Kitchen I didn't want to do it but oh you're here now welcome to the club it's glorious here I love I love Claire so much I did She's... consider getting a sourdough starter for no reason other than Claire told me to so you know we'll see Ladies and gentlemen on the internet, this is the Game Engine Start podcast for the 25th February 2020. I need to get used to saying that. Right. Um, my name's Calm. My name's Ewan. And this is the first one of these we've done in the new year and in a long time. It's uh, so much so that everything was broken when... Fucking... Oh. <laughs> we tried to start the podcast and Ewan sent me a message that was like, I don't know if we could do this. Everything's fucked. And... Everything was fucked. And... It, the... There was a moment like when we started doing this and we started doing like messing around with podcasts and YouTube stuff and video and all this kind of stuff and you would just read all yeah. these horror stories of being, We became like, content creators. Right. Oh the... yeah, that's the term. Hashtag content, content creators. Um you read all these stories, it's like actually this stuff's super difficult and like there's some weirdness that happens all the, the whole way through. It's mm. like, oh we find you do it enough time and it just becomes a skill you learn. And then you learn the from like the big guys, like the, the people who do this like for a living, and you're like, Perfect, Yeah, video and audio is fucked. Like it's yeah. really bad. Um but yeah. I don't think that nobody has ever had any sort of hand in video creation and not at some point just been like I don't understand what's going on here. Like, it's exactly it's, why is this not working? Is it always just fails at a random situation? But um, there yes. was at one point, there was at one point for the site that we recorded a video, or I recorded a video, and I sent it to you, and you were like, "Why is this like a dot, like some other weird video format that we never use?" Oh yeah, and yeah. I was like, I have no fucking idea why it's that. It's... For some reason, like, I think OBS records, like, if you do a fresh install of OBS and don't change any settings, it saves it as an FLV, which is like a flash video file. 
Yeah. And it was like, I can't do shit with this. Like, but managed to get out of it eventually. But it was just like, yeah, it yeah, was why is that? bizarre. Yeah. Oh, it's anyway, but we're back. It's 2020. It's the future. Yeah. There's flying cars. I'm and so tired. I'm everything's so tired. on fire. Yes, I know. It's been storms. Are you still tired because of the storms? Or are you tired because life is no, just hell? Life is <laughs> yeah. Tiring. yeah. Yep. As, as it turns out. Um, but yeah, since it's been a while since we've done this, I assume there's they've got stuff to talk about. I know I do. I've, yeah, it's video games to talk about. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if like we have, we have, we have a certain we have certain characters to play in this podcast. Uh-huh. So most of the times, I want to turn to you first because you normally have a bunch of like little tiny bullshit that no one's ever heard of to so, talk about I've, yeah i mean i could go down that road but i also have like like public confession time which i don't know if we okay. want to leave that to the end or we want to handle we'll, this leave, right that, we'll leave that for the end you can talk okay. about your small tiny things that you've well, played that well, they're, are, like... not, they're not even particularly small tiny things so um i finally with um not to cut into news but with the announcement of um half-life alex coming in march end of march yeah that was a surprise yeah that was a surprise um they said april and then said actually we're putting out earlier than that and we went who are you and what have you done with valve mm-hmm. um i was like i should permanently set up my vr now that i've got a, a constant space that i can measure and do stuff with and properly anchor things in so i permanently set up my vr and started fucking about with vr for the first time in like is that not really dangerous months? now that you have cats oh they can't be in the room they cannot okay. be in the room because i will fly kick one of them at some point i'm sure no i mean i mean just having it set up surely they can like tear the cables to shreds and they're stuff not like, like that, they're like... not cable tears really it's more just okay. like literally if i'm in vr and like i kick somebody back so yeah you, you will you will yeah boot one of them out the window exactly. or something so I was talking about a couple of VR things and I've discovered like now the trifecta of VR shooters, which are like in relation to other shooters. So we talked on here before about Onward, which is like yep. Arma the in VR. The modern military. Like yeah. super hardcore, like two shots and you're dead style shooter. Um, and then the other, t- I spent a bunch of time playing Pavlov VR, which is mm-hmm. basically Counter-Strike like yep. to, to the point where there's like a dust level and it's like yep. place bomb that that is vr bomb. csgo I've i played a lot of that game it is just arcadey enough where it's still fun and like it's easy to get into but there's yeah. there's just something about the fact that it is you fucking peeking around corners and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. it's super. It's really fun, and like there's been a there's a really good community around it where like a bunch of people have made like modern warfare levels in that game, and so there's a decent variety of maps. There's at some point we need to have another session of Callum explains the internet things to Yoon. Because oh God, what? what the fuck is Trouble in Terrorist Town again? Oh God, have you never played Trouble in Terrorist Town? I've heard the name and I've seen... Oh, briefly. that game's you... fucking great. So that turns... game's so good. So it turns out there's a big Triple T community in Pavlov VR, um, which I've been right. terrified to go into based on what I yeah. think I know what it is. Um, yeah, as, as, uh, as someone who uh, has minor anxiety, as I know you do, yeah. Uh VRTTT might fuck with you enough where That's, it is. Yep. So I I stayed with like traditional um traditional Pavlov and it's super fun. It's really good. Yeah. Um lot of What's the easiest way to put this? I'm seeing a lot of anime avatars <laughs> as players 
Yeah, it's, um, it's VR. What are you expecting? I've been u- judicious use of the mute command for some time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like it's not like it's not like Project Melody level weird, is no, it? No, it's, it's well, depends okay. what you mean by weird. It's more um, racist. I don't oh, know why I said okay. that like that. Well. Like it's like <laughs> it's it's like it's like Call of Duty chat, but like. The, the person doing it can be in your face and like putting fingers yeah, yeah, yeah. in your face and you. stuff like that. Um, yeah. That's like a, let's say, 20 to 25% of the people. The other ones are like, again, is VR being like interactions you can't really do or that you are, e- is easier to do because it's VR where like you'll start around and it's the same as Counter-Strike with most of the main game modes where you've got like, you get money at the end of a round and then you have a buy menu and you buy stuff. Um, there's yeah. definitely a thing where people are going like, hey, I don't need my submachine gun anymore because I'm upgrading and we'll literally toss you a submachine gun, yeah, which is yeah, really fun. Throw me, throw me the op and all that stuff. Yep. Is the... um, yeah. So there was that, which was cool. And then the other one I've discovered to, like I say, close the trifecta of, of shooters. I've played VR, what is basically VR Call of Duty in a game called Zero Caliber VR which is in oh my god oh, yeah. which is an early access it is it is counter-strike sorry no, it is call of duty it is like a bunch of and it's early access so there's not lots there's not a huge amount of content in there but it is like here is a story with set pieces here is the mission where you go in and break people out of a jail here's the mission where you are um there's what is it lockdown there's here's the here's the um Here's your snow level where you have a right. where you yeah, have yeah, a yeah, turret yeah. sequence at the end, like it's that level the, thing. The 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 hits, all the hits. Yeah. Is the, but and yeah. the kind of progression mechanic in that is as you gain experience and level up, you unlock guns in this like big armory where stuff is like stuck to like you know those like pegboard like things you have in like garages and things like that. It's like that with all these just racks of guns on it that you unlock, and to yeah. like equip yourself, you grab guns and stick them in holsters and like attach. Yeah, uh, like um, extensions clips and, and, clips and yeah. sights and all this kind of stuff. It's super fun. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in that. It's currently only like you versus AI and like early, early beta co-op. Um, but the AI is like fucking ruthless. Like I'm playing on medium and like there are a couple of levels that are super difficult to do just because of the amount of dudes that's there. Like, it's really fun. There was a moment where I, I tried at the co-op um, as a beta and... Uh, there was a moment while we were waiting for the the start of the the mission where I discovered very quickly that like the reloading and stuff in that game is not like as accurate as something like H three or onwards. Yeah, it's like it's like it like if you well, so it's supposed to be slightly arcadey, right? So a little bit, yeah. But like you have to put the clip in the thing, but it kind of snaps a little bit. And I discovered yeah. very quickly that with my rifle, I could throw a clip from my bag up in the air and then like swipe my gun through it to reload the gun. <laughs> and sure. I did, and I was just, I was just waiting for the round to start, and I threw a clip up and reloaded it. And the other three guys that were there turned around and watched me, and you could see them all go, "Wait, that's a thing!" And then for twenty minutes, they're just throwing clips up in the air and missing. Yeah, and yeah fucking... it's all the the videos online that you see people with like in horseshoes and hand grenades and stuff like that that are doing like sick reload tricks that so, are like so like in horseshoes bouncing, bouncing shotgun shells off of things and right. landing it in the gun and, so with yeah. horseshoes like it's actually kind of difficult to get a clip in a gun right because it, it the collision is very exact 
exact. But yeah. with this, like, as yeah. long as the clip's the general area, it's fine. So I, I was, yeah. so I was doing ridiculous shit, like throwing shotgun shells up and like flinging the gun up to meet it and that kind of stuff. Like, just you can do that. You know that? Just... Oh god! Did you ever see that uh, really shit Dark Tower movie that was out? No, I I avoided it. Oh man, there's a scene in that where uh, Idris Elba like throws a bunch of bullets in the air and then catches them with the revolver in midair. <laughs> yep. Um, it's, it's kind of like that where yep. everything just sort of magnets into the gun totally. and then you're ready to yeah it was just this moment of like me because I'd been doing this like while stuff was loading and like waiting and stuff so I'd, was, I'd got pretty good at it and it's not exactly difficult but it's just watching these three guys turn around watch me do it and go whoa and then go whoa I just like like as long as you get it close to where the clip goes in it's fine but you can still like smack the clip with your gun and fling the clip at people so like people were turning it into like a game of baseball and shit like that it was oh it was, sure 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 yeah it yeah. was wild and also like the thing i forgot about zero like vr as well is that zero caliber is one of the games that asks you to put your height in when you start like yeah. normally it can work out based on where your headset is but like tall people are tall in that game and oh yeah they're like definitely with pavlov for sure there were a couple i was playing a couple of rounds of of one of the the diffuse games and there's a dude in there who like must have been like six nine like he was just this giant of a dude next to me and like he did the thing where like he was obviously done with whatever gun he was doing and like this giant man handing me a gun and be like there you go and that like weird runs experience, off. Yeah. it's just like oh right these are actual people with yeah like, okay got you, got you. real people that are doing things in the real world it's that are... bizarre vr is still yeah. weird vr is still bizarre yeah um but yeah no so I, I was playing around with a couple of th- couple of things there um vr still cool um yeah and then what was the other thing i wrote down the thing, oh, yeah. the thing that isn't the breakdown that you had or whatever yeah i i I'm not going to talk much about it because we've talked at length about it and I still can't, but like Kentucky Route Zero came out and I finished it and I have thoughts about that oh, game yeah. that I'm not going to sure, go into. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that game's very good and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'll need to go talk to people to figure it out, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm generally think I know where I stand in that we game. Had, right. We had a long conversation we had a about long that game where it seemed, and it was like where it seemed that like the conclusions that were coming out of it were more you felt bad that you weren't getting it and mm-hmm. me telling you that's okay. Totally. Um, it's like one of those things when like, when all of the people in the industry that write about games and talk about games that you respect are all going, this is like the great American novel. This is like the epitome of what we want from digital entertainment and all this kind of stuff or digital, like digital yeah. media and all this kind of stuff. When people are like, be like people who are not hyperbolic and being hyperbolic about a thing and you experience the thing and you're like i just don't see what any of these people are talking about and it's just like it, it brought me back to like when i was in high school and the vhs copy of reservoir dogs was getting passed around to all my friends and people are like this is the best fucking movie man like, it's the best movie and i was like it was fine like <laughs> yeah and like it's the same type of thing like it's I see what it's going for. It's got an aesthetic look that is incredible. It sounds brilliant, yeah. but like the th- the reason that I go to games like that was just not there. And it's yeah. certainly clearer now that I could play all parts from one to five in one go, as opposed to with two year gaps between them. Like I get what they're going for, but the thing they're going for, as far as I can tell, ends in Act Three, and then there's two more acts where stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. happens, and you're just like, eh, I don't know. Sure. Um, Really good ending. I'll give you that. Not for narrative reasons, just as a as a piece of aesthetic visuals 
and sound. Really good ending. Yeah. Apart from that, I just don't I don't get it. Sure. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, you talk and then I'll talk about my fucking breakdown. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I've only had three things, um, two of which can be fairly quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was... Uh, so Monster Hunter Iceborne is nice. a game that uh, came out on consoles at the end of last year and then they said, we're not putting it on PC until january so we had to sit for i finally reasons? got it did they ever actually come I in and say here's why we're staggering it or don't just... remember why they staggered it but they've, they've put a big thing on their like every game in 2020 has a, a fucking timeline or what you call it uh uh roadmap that's the word yeah. there's a big there's a big thing on their roadmap that is like pc and console releases will be synced at this point oh in terms really of like patches and events and stuff like that when are they anyway. saying that is Thinking like March, I can't oh, remember. Okay. Um, but anyway, so Monster Hunter Iceborn expansion for Monster Hunter World, I, my favorite game of 2018. Right. Um, love that game to death. Monster Hunter Iceborn's expansion. That is an expansion that is literally just, hey, did you play a lot of Monster Hunter? Do you want to play more Monster Hunter? We got you. And then that's kind of it. It is literally just more monster hunter for people that played a lot of monster hunter it, what, it, it is it, it felt like when i remember seeing it and i was like oh like this looks really nice but also it was doing the thing that games uh, i want to say was it 2016 was the year where every fucking game had a grappling hook again was yeah something along that time yeah something like that that yeah so it does it does a couple of things so the first the, the main thing is that it's in a new area called the Horthorn reach that is yes. all snow yep so it is a an ice level, hence the name. Of uh, you obviously have you have to manage your the fact that you're in the cold by like drinking hot drinks to make sure that you don't lose stamina and stuff. Yep. There's that. There is everybody now has a grappling hook that lets you grapple to monsters. Um, that's not the same as mounting monsters. They are different things. Yes, um, of course they are. The grappling the grappling of monsters lets you knock bits off of them easier and also direct their movement if you do it to their head, which means you can make them run into walls and stuff. Right. Um, which is hysterical, but that is... <laughs> yeah. Because you can get a huge Tyrannosaurus and hit him in the head once, then he runs into a wall and falls over. It's great. Nice. Um, then... There's a bunch of new monsters, like a whole bunch of new monsters that I'm told by veterans is a mix between some new monsters and some classic returning fan favorites, which I have no connection to whatsoever. Right. Um, so, so far in terms of the new monsters, what are the cool ones? There's... I keep wanting to uh, say one of the big fan favorites is... Rathion? I keep wanting to say Rathion, but that's like a military so Rathian, provider. Rathian's, Rathian's been in the game since okay, the world. That is what Rathian called. is like a yeah, Rathian is like a classic Monster Hunter monster. It's a okay. big dragon thing. That is like classic. This is like there's like Glavinus, who is like a big dinosaur thing that has a huge sword tail that Ooh. it runs in its mouth to like turn into like a red hot knife. Um so it's been watching a lot of YouTube from like the middle of last year with the thousand degree knife thing. Yes, like it's okay. been doing that a lot. Um, interestingly enough, is a thing that I thought was really cool when fighting the Glavinus because it like does this thing and then jumps around a lot, so it swings its tail around. You can a lot of Monster Hunter is like knocking bits off the monster, so you can like knock off horns and like stuff like that. Right, but a big one is cutting off the tail. Oh yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. cut it. You can't cut the tail off a Glavinus unless it's red hot. So if you try and do it oh. normally before it's run it in its mouth, it just bounces off it because it's super hard metal. Gotcha. When it runs in its mouth and it goes red hot, it's pliable so you can cut it off. Smart. Which is a cool thing that I thought. That's a cool um, thing. 
There's that. There was Narcacuga, who I thought was pretty cool. Um, In the same time like, period where we're talking about Pokemon I've never heard of and Monster Hunter creatures I've never heard yeah. of, we could we could set up a quiz of Monster Hunter creature or Pokemon. Or which, Pokemon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. so Narcacuga is just like this little bat tiger thing that... <laughs> Like jump it, it jumps around like a motherfucker. Like it is constantly moving, so it's really, really hard to fight. Um, and it does a lot of damage as well. Sure. Uh, but there's, so there's a bunch of cool monsters that all have really cool, unique mechanics that are interesting to fight. But there's also new regional variants of monsters that have already existed. Right. Um, so they 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 shake it up a bit by like changing what monsters can appear normally anyway. So instead of like. An Anjanath, you have like a Fulgar Anjanath, which is instead of it being red and dealing with fire, it's all blue and yellow and has electricity instead of fire. Right. Yeah. Um, so they, they tweak it slightly just to keep things interesting, even in the old maps, which is really cool because you are going back to the old maps and dealing with a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, other than that, it's literally just more Monster Hunter. Um, the The cooking animation is still great. That's, that thing that's is great. Fantastic... That thing is very yeah. good. So this this time, you, when you go to the ice place, uh, you are the head of the kitchen is the mentor of the chef in the original Monster Hunter world, right? And it is it is this big, fat, like grandmotherly cat who <laughs> runs this kitchen, and because it's all ice, everything's really homely. So it's all like stews and nice warm things. But it's like the cooking animation is still just fantastic of her just like kneading bread and stirring things and pots explode and it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a cool, it's, it's literally like, it is literally just, did you like Monster Hunter? Well, here's a bunch more stuff to do. And that's fine. Like, I'm okay with that because I really like playing Monster Hunter. So just having more stuff to do is is always interesting. Oh, for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm slowly working my way through that, um, which has been a lot of fun, mainly because I, I play it exclusively with my American pals. Right. So we do that at weekends, and that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Cool. So there's that. There is season four of Apex Legends, um, right. wh- which is called Assimilation. Assimilation. Um, can we... Big changes. Can we just... Like, when... <sighs> It feels like it's already too early to open up our Game of the Year 2020 list, but I really do feel we need to add the marketing for this new character in so, yeah, as, the, like, best moment. The, the marketing for Revenant has been excellent because it was... They put out in the announcement for Season 4, they said the new champion was going to be this guy called Forge. We were at, who, a, we were at a gig, and you checked your yeah. phone, and we're like, hey, the new character in Apex Legends is a Mexican wrestler. That's cool. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a robot wrestler, man, and I thought yeah. it was super exciting. And it's, it's, a name that, it's a name that's been known in the community for a right, while. Like, that was the name thing. Forge has been known. Yes. So it's like, hey, cool, they're doing Forge. That's great. Um, then, like more and more stuff started coming out and like there were weird like artifacting things and like it looked like things were getting hacked again like it was for crypto it was really strange and then he put a video that was supposed to be like the character introduction for forge that was an interview with him and some sportscaster that was talking about him entering the apex games right and halfway through the interview fucking robot assassin dude turns up with a knife for a hand and stabs him through the chest just straight up gets um, assassinated halfway just through. straight up getting murdered and the people start screaming and then the thing cuts out and it was actually the entire time it was a double fake because the other person that 
had been floating around for a while is this guy called Revenant, who is a character that ran the Halloween event, the Fight or Fright thing. Oh, right. That okay. was his thing. Right. Uh, so people knew about Revenant and knew he was a person. So the whole thing was this double fake. So instead of getting Forge, you actually were getting Revenant. Um, and it was a really cool thing of people going, oh, what the fuck? Like, this is like, yeah, that's people a- were written ready for Forge, and then Revenant happened and it was great. And then they put out a trailer for Revenant and it was awesome. Like a it's super a cool really trailer. good trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Really good so trailer. season four um, is, they kind of done the same thing that they did to King's Canyon, but to the, the new one where between seasons they've kind of fucked up the, the 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 map again yeah where so this time what's happened is hammond robotics apparently have basically put a planet cracker um on oh god what's the name world's edge i think it's what world's it's edge yes world's edge um so they've like stuck a giant drill in which has caused like massive rifts that means there was lava everywhere and buildings have fallen over and it's changed the map which is totally. always cool it's weird again um, to have to worry like playing as much of the original the season one of apex as it did like you mm. start to become kind of numb to like environmental hazards because since there's no fall damage like you're just jumping off cliffs and like there's no real yeah. way to die via the environment in that game except for like jumping off the whole world yeah but this thing is like no, be careful because like this cliff will just end and there's lava and that's you just yeah. out. And you're the, like, oh. the lava, the lava will incrementally deal damage to you over time, or if you fall in a big molten lava pit, you're yeah. Just dead. Like there's a, the, the section that's like all broken up, like bits of the road that are all broken up with lava underneath it. You're just like, yeah, hey, good luck. Like it's perilous. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. difficult thing, um, which is always cool. I like it when they shake up the map at the start of when you see. Oh, for sure. It means that you're things are different and you're not just on the same map all the time. Yep. Um, New character, obviously Revenant, um, like we talked about, is a robot assassin. His abilities are really cool and interesting, mm. where he has a ranged silence, which means that people can't use their abilities, which is a thing that has never happened in Apex before, Yeah, which fucks people up a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, if you... It's always... It has been a situation since the, the beginning of Apex where... Even though it's a three-player game, there is always someone who will pick Wraith and will always be the solo queue player who's just like, fuck everybody else, I'm the best, I'm playing the solo queue ca- character. Yep. I'm just going to go play Wraith. Turns out, if you can't do the Wraith thing of realizing you're losing a firefight and backing out with your um, ghost form thing, yep. if you start a firefight with a Wraith and you silence them, they can't run out. Turns out, Wraith's not very good. It's like so do you, do you think- all, the, all these people that are like, I'm the best and running in and you go silence and then they suddenly realize they can't run away for free. Yeah. It's people die really easily. It's, so, like, it's- do you think that Revenant was designed partly as a response to like, to Wraith? Because like, I think even like yeah, three for, seasons for later, people- Wraith is still like one of the big characters in that game. Yeah. I think it's for people. Yeah. I think for people like Wraith and like Octane and like mm. Pathfinder who are all ability users for like mobility and like yeah. getting away or running into stuff if you're there as a revenant and you just go you can't use your abilities they're suddenly basically useless they're only a gun at that point they don't have their ability or whatever yeah it's okay for it kind of fucks up a lot of people there are people who can handle not being able to use their ability sure but people like wraith and people like octane get completely screwed when you take away their kit yep and it is it's really satisfying when <laughs> You spent seasons getting screwed over by wraiths and gunfights or having Octanes run rings around you because they're so fast, just being able to go, 
nah, like sit down, let's have an actual gunfight, <laughs> and then yeah. you realize you killed him. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, and his ultimate is he puts a totem on the ground that turns you into a ghost that when you die, you turn back into the totem. So it is a thing that becomes, you can put the totem down and make really risky plays yeah. and then go back to the totem and be totally fine. My favorite is... clip I saw was, yeah, it was a Revenant who both of his, both his other team members had got wiped outside the ring and he put the totem down and ran outside the ring, grabbed both banners, died and respawned back at the totem and then yeah, brought them both back super in again. Cool idea. Like, of yeah. course, like that's a great use of that that I'd never thought of was like getting yeah. outside the ring. Uh, there's, there's really interesting twists on it, but most of the time it's literally just they're in that building, we know they're in that building, I'm putting this down and we're gonna run at them. And yeah. we're just gonna try and deal with as much as we can. Yep. Um it is, it is a, he's got a really cool kit, it's a really unique kit that is a lot of fun to sit and play it basically means i have never if, if you can get to top two and the team is like a 3v3 fight and you have a revenant and they don't it is really hard to lose yeah. which is because you get into a situation where you have two lives and they of don't course. have their abilities yeah like they can't do anything except shoot you have all your abilities and you have two lives it's it, really it, hard for you to lose in that situation it does feel like unless missing- they are playing super long range like yeah if they are playing two people with sniper rifles that are sitting at opposite ends of the circle or whatever it's that slightly more difficult but what happens most of the time in top two is really tight area everybody bunches up so you just sort of put the totem down everybody activates it you silence them and you just go yep. and it usually works like it, it is it really does feel like they're missing a hard counter to to him at the minute um uh, you just shoot the totem that's it like oh, can you destroy the totem yeah, if you destroy oh. the totem, the effect just stops. Like it is That's, the the totem okay. itself has like an area of effect. It's a really big area, but sure. it has an area of effect. So if he goes outside it, it stops. And if you kill the totem, it stops. I didn't so you can So wait, if, if you, you kind of navigate around it or have someone that's on the side to destroy the totems, they are suddenly way in in a really risky situation with no backup, which right. is a bit scary. So does, um, does, does destroying the totem just remove the respawn thing? Like they're just out wherever they are and they yeah, just don't that, get that at, at that point, they are just there and if okay. they die, they're dead. Gotcha. Is, that's okay. it. Um, that the other big change that they did was they pulled a bunch of guns out and made a sniper class of gun. Yes. So as opposed to guns being in like the heavy spec or the energy spec, they are now just the sniper guns. Yep. With their own um, ammo and their own with their own ammo uh, and their own like trait and stuff like that. It is it, it was a smart idea because it meant that it freed up the rest of the slots for so that you would see the other guns more often. Yes, and you like tweet some of the other guns, um, which it was a cool idea, really good idea. Yep. The new sniper rifle, the Sentinel, is really cool. It's a super interesting gun that is a bolt action, so it's got a lot of power behind it, but really slow reload times, but it also has the ability to where you can pump a shield battery into it and then oh. it gets it gets disruptor, which basically means if you hit them, they lose all their shields regardless of if they have like, oh, like a one, one two, hit four sh- shields. Oh, wow. Like one hit, their shields are gone. So it becomes, if you pump your shield battery into it, it becomes like a lead-in to a aggression play. Yeah, for sure. Where you, like, you take their shield out and then you just have to run at them and hope that they don't get their shield back. It is a weird so what is it? but it's a cool gun. Is it, it is. like a full battery per shot? Is that what it is? 
No, is if that thing has disruptor and you hit them with it, their shield is gone. No, sorry, I mean, regardless like, of the level, it's all your gone. Shield, putting your shield into it. I mean, no, it's not your shield. It's like a the the item of a shield battery. Oh, like so if you put, and is it put one, that into the gun, and is it one battery per shot? Like to no, it's one battery, and then you get a bar that slowly fills down. Oh, the, okay, got you. The grades, so the grades faster the more you shoot, but it will gotcha. sit in the gun for a while. Okay, that's um, cool. That's but it's a really cool, cool risk reward thing because you're spending resources to then hopefully. It's a really aggressive thing where you're spending shield batteries to then hopefully try and get a kill out of it. Totally. Um, but it's really cool. Like yeah. I like using it. It's that's a good, a good idea. I like that. Um. Apex is still good. People yep. should play Apex. Apex if, some, if anyone can explain to me how I logged into season four day of launch, having completely skipped season three and only playing a little bit of season two, to 22 Apex packs. I don't know how that happened. Somebody but, yeah. could explain to me. That'd be great. But like I got, I opened all 22 packs and I'm now immunized from the, hey, maybe I should just buy the 50 pack thing. Yeah. Like, Opening 25 packs in a row did fucking nothing for me. It was just like, yeah, yeah we're going to keep going. Okay, sure. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I can talk about, which I'll spend a little bit more time on, yep. um, is a game on early access on Steam um, called Not For Broadcast. Oh, yes. Right. was a really interesting little thing. It's yep. one of the few early access games that I've actually been a part of um, that has been interested that has interested me enough to actually go for because i typically don't play early access games because i think like oh I'll wait until it's done yep. and then play it for sure but this thing was so interesting i had to try it um so not for broadcast is a it's, it's kind of like a like papers please style uh depression quest style like choose your own adventure narrative game mm-hmm. where you play the producer of a nightly news tv show in a fictional Britain where an election has just happened and been won by an extreme socialist party. Right. Like massively extreme right, socialist yeah. where the one of the, the one of the first things you do so that you're 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 a TV producer, so you deal with um audio mixing, you deal with camera um which camera, camera shots you're picking, yeah, camera cuts, you're dealing with cutting to static images at the beginning of like the headline broadcast you deal with putting on ads you deal with all the stuff that a producer would deal with in this situation which is a really cool way of telling the story because it becomes about you're you're trying to be a good producer so it's like keep the camera on the people who are talking like cut to reaction shots to keep it interesting and keep your audience up and like it's it's like basic rules of producing of like Make sure the shot's centered. Make sure everything looks good, and you're doing the right thing. Play ads at the right time. And but, it's also it's also a genius way of telling that kind of story or, or telling stories as well. Because since you have a camera feed from all, I think it's four cameras going all at once. Yeah, you see all the like stuff off camera of people like saying what they actually mean and people freaking out and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of like when they cut to outside broadcasts. You still have one monitor on people inside the studio, so yeah. you're seeing like what's happening there. And like at the end of broadcast, you can go into the the editing suite and like listen in on what was happening on all the other monitors. Um, but you, one of the first things you do is like you deal with a party political broadcast or like a we have won the election um, victory speech broadcast victory speech from this party um, called Advance. 
and it it is it is weird because it's like to them talking about how like we're we're gonna redistribute the wealth and like if you're if you have over a million pounds hey we've just revoked your passports and like all that stuff like you're not leaving without paying your taxes yeah like yeah. all this stuff and it suddenly it flips into when you get home it becomes like a choose your own adventure thing of like you dealing with family life in this new world of like you're you're a tv producer but you still don't earn a lot right and like it's like your your daughter comes to you and is like i want to go traveling after school can you help out with the money but there's not a lot of money anymore because it's all getting redistributed so right. you don't have a lot of funds yourself but you really want to help your daughter and how does that affect it so it becomes this like narrative choices thing and your choices refer back to how things get displayed in the news so like if you do certain things certain other things will appear in the news broadcasts that you then oh okay. it, basically your choices reflect back in the world is what i'm saying does but, it have uh, does it have a point of view like is it saying like socialism bad or is it like it's I don't, it's, it's not i don't think it takes a stance okay because it no. is not because it is like the the people will come and say like, hey, if you're millionaires, we've revoked your passport. If you pay your taxes, you'll get your passport back and stuff like that. But which is like, and they talk about redistributing the wealth for the good of everybody. Yeah. And I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. But yeah. um, there's also like the the negative sides of it of like obviously like everybody then starts struggling because nobody has like a lot of money. Everybody right. has some money, and then so they're go- they're, which- they're doing like hard hard like old school socialism. Oh yeah, like they're redistributing like everything, right, and it is okay. like, and it is like you. There's a point at which you get a letter that is like, as part of the redistribution, like some of your income now has to go into bonds to these new companies because we need to fund these new companies. Oh, okay. it's, it's distributed so everybody should own it, but you have to do this. You don't have a choice, right, so you have right. to pick what company you're investing in. It's a weird stuff like that. Okay, sure. Um, but the game itself is largely dealing with you trying to produce this news show. Right. And the two main things that you deal with the most that can affect what happens are, well, there's the ads that has some things about it. But the main thing is you have a sensor button that right. is oh, your your okay. your feed is two seconds behind the live feed, as it is for like a normal live TV live broadcast. Pressure. Yep. Yeah. So they tell you immediately, like, if someone swears wait for two seconds, then hit the big sensor button and it will sensor on the live broadcast and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't do this in this current version of the game because it only deals with three days. Right. They, they, it's, there's going to be more. They say there's going to be more. Okay. But toward the end of the three days, they start talking about the whole, like, maybe you hit this sensor button for things that aren't swearing. Like, maybe huh. there are things that you could hit the sensor button to maybe affect how this is perceived by the public. They start talking a lot about how you really have the power to to change the perception of the public because you're putting out the news and people trust the news. So right. how you frame stuff can really affect what the world the 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 public see. Oh, and I can see that going into a whole bunch of really dark shit down the yeah, road. Yeah, sure. Um, but it's super interesting. Like it's a really cool way of thinking about that sort of story. Like yeah, that cool story that you have control over because you're the news. Um, I remember seeing it, and I, like, there's still the part of me that enjoys like the the sheer like production aspect of it, which is like you control yeah, all the so camera feeds and doing all the audio. This and was all the that stuff. this was the thing that that I found really interesting as well because they mix it up where the they they stop you you start cutting to outside broadcasts, 
Um, and this is the other thing about this game that I actually really liked was it's incredibly British. Oh yeah, like it is. The footage I've seen of it is it is made by four guys in England. The all the stuff is FMV, and it is just even though they deal with like some heavy themes, it is like they will also be really fucking stupid with it. So like the one of the one of the episodes is like you deal with an outside broadcast where you you are going to this uh, the live final of this fucking sport. I can't remember the name of it, what they call it, but you cut to this outside broadcast and you have to produce the outside broadcast of this live sport final. Oh, okay. And they, and they build it up in the news thing of like, everybody's like tensely waiting on this live final and all that stuff. And then you cut to the live final and they give you the four cameras and stuff like that. And the sport is two people standing behind ropes, trying not to throw a beanbag into a bin. Like... <laughs> that's okay. the sport yeah but they're doing it with like flourishes and there are dumb it's like a monty python sketch like, oh yeah, there yeah, are, yeah yeah there are dumb rules and there are flourishes and like my favorite thing in that entire thing is like your camera four is cutting to your outside sports broadcaster like dealing with commentary right and his commentary is fucking priceless <laughs> his commentary is great okay. where it is literally just people doing the dumbest shit him turning to camera, looking straight down the lens, going, not quite sure about that one, but let's see what happens. And turning back, it is brilliant. It's okay. so good. Um, and yeah, that, there's that. And then there's an episode where you deal with um, part of what Advance are doing with the redistribution of wealth is they're putting a lot of money into the arts. So there's a lot of really shit art getting funded. <laughs> okay. And one of the shit arts is this 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 traveling um, this traveling dramatics group that deals with like the, the sort of people that would come to you in school and like do plays about not doing oh, drugs. Oh god, like that right. sort of thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. And they bring one of these things onto the news as like uh, this is this is something that Advance are doing and like helping the world, uh, helping the Britain with this. These people are touring and teaching you how to be friends and all that stuff. Yeah, but they're really shit. Oh, like, they're good. so bad. Um, and you have to deal with producing the interview with those guys, and then they cut to we're going to take a snippet of their uh, performance, and they're going to do it live in the studio, and it is a is a is a shit dramatic scene that leads into a a dramatic theatrical rap song. Oh, that great! That then you become a music a music video producer, so you have to time cuts to the music and like get stuff in the right frame and cut it in time to the music. And the more, the better you cut it in time with the beat and in the right things, the more audience members go up and like... It so is, then it then so becomes make, fucking Marky Mark's Make My Video. Exactly, exactly. It becomes exactly that. <laughs> but it is them It is them mixing up the mechanic of you being a, film, a TV producer to then suddenly doing this. Yeah, it definitely, is, yeah, it definitely feels really like clever. They can do yeah, a lot so they, with they, that. Yeah. They, they are not just like, they're not just resting on their laurels, essentially. They're not just going, we made this TV producer game. This is the game. They're being like, you're a TV producer, but we can take these mechanics and do some dumb shit with it. That's and great. spread out. It is so good. The, the, the stuff that they do that is like the comedy relief is brilliant. That play is so bad. It is <laughs> hysterical. And that the fucking the 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 sports thing is brilliant. It is, it, 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 and it, and it, like even the sports thing still references like all the the class struggle stuff and the money trouble stuff. But when it is just that sport, it is so funny 
and the actors are great because they know exactly what they're supposed to be doing. So the people that are in the the sport thing are hamming it up something wild, oh. and it is it's brilliant. It's it, so good. It like, really feels super ambitious for a small team like fmv is not easy to do and mm. it's even harder to there's do well there's a lot of it as well yeah, yeah. there's a lot of it because especially if you get um, four camera feeds worth of stuff plus yeah, yeah. ads it's, plus it's, 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 yeah, it's the same thing shot from multiple angles yeah and like the the ads are all great as well man the ads are so what's the name of the what's, what's the name of the the clip i saw what's the name of the um the guy who does the fitness um Oh god, uh, I don't think I saw the fitness one. Like, that was... Is it like Stephen Hampants or something? There's some Oh yeah, yeah. So that's the, the famous um the famous sports personality. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. It's 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 like Ricky Hamsleeves or something like Ricky that. Ricky Hamsleeves like, sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So you de- you deal with his story in the news, like he's one of the people that you have to like do stuff with in the Great. news. Um is it is wild. It's <laughs> it was it, it is so I think it's a thing that it's currently like eleven pounds on Steam. It is three episodes, and at the end, it is like an FMV of the producers in their studio just going like, "Thanks for buying this. We know it's not a lot, but trust me, we're working on it." Like, oh, the developers, for- yeah, oh, that's them cool. in the studio. Um, like we're working on it. Here's a teaser for episode two, and they give you like a teaser thing for like, here's what's coming next on not for broadcast, and like that's it's that great. stuff. So do they have like um, do they have like a roadmap? Do they have like dates for like not that they're... I've seen right. they've not said explicitly, but they are like very active in the Steam forum and oh, like they cool. talk to people and um so I like I trust those guys to be able to do the thing. Cool. Um so right now it is eleven pounds is about two hours worth of content. Cool. Um but it is it's really cool. Like I encourage people to play it and try it because it is it's it's both you you will appreciate it mechanically as like a, that's a really smart idea, yeah. Especially when it ties into the story of this New Britain thing. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that's a really smart thing, but it's also supremely dumb in a very <laughs> British way. Good that is that you can appreciate in in that sort of space. Right, it is great. It's yeah, so I'm, good. I'm might, so surprised by it. Might need to check this out. That sounds right up my alley. Yeah, um, those are the three main things that I've been doing. So let's, let's talk about you and having a breakdown. Well, let's actually cut. Uh, let's go to an intermission and then we'll come back and talk okay, about sure. it um, a little bit. So I've picked a, a track for our intermission from... So again, like we, we t- talked a little bit about Kentucky Route Zero, but one of the things that really worked for it is the soundtrack is excellent yeah. for yep. exactly what they're trying to do. And like I said, especially the ending is, is superb as a, a really good track to go with it. But I'm going to do um, one of the, there's a turning moment in, well, a turning moment. So I said, like, I felt like the main story kind of ended at the end of Act 3. This is the song that plays immediately after the kind of main character's, let's say, resolution of their story. And the other characters are left reeling from what has happened. And mm-hmm. the song plays as... The 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 crew the the group you've collected over the over the over the journey is sitting in like a I could tell you where it is but it's gonna make zero sense basically sitting in like a like a diner uh, in the middle mm. of the ocean as a raft with a three piece bluegrass band kind of floats by Great. slowly playing sure. this track um, it's very cool um, but so the track's called this world is not my home from the Kentucky Route Zero soundtrack and we'll be back with. Uh, a little bit of game and a little bit of news right after this. This 
from the Kentucky Route Zero soundtrack um, check the post for links where you can pick that up it's also on Spotify now as well I think yeah which is it's the one it's, it's the one thing about Kentucky Route Zero because I played through Act 1 mm. and just was like what I don't fucking get this yeah but um, that game has always looked really good and always sounded really good yeah. so I appreciate because like I, I think it was what that is god whenever Act 2 came out must have been 5 years ago 6 years ago whenever we did our game of the year that year like the scene with Junebug in the bar was one of like my favorite moments, which is another, it's another mm. like visual and music scene from that, um, mm-hmm. which is excellent. So yeah, um, yeah, I had a moment. Um, yeah. So I was flicking around Twitter one day and I saw some screenshots of a thing that looked interesting, and I was like, I've never even heard of this game. Like I don't know what it is. And ended up down a rabbit hole of, which basically has ended up being that I've played like 20 hours of a mobile game. Okay, sure. <laughs> so it's a mobile game. It's a anime mobile game. And okay. I think the term is it's a gacha game. Have you, why have you been playing 20? You made fun of me for playing gacha games. Which one were you playing? The Heroes of Might and Magic thing is a gacha game. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Well, okay. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing what a gacha game is. What is the defining thing of a gacha? The defining gacha thing. Game? The defining thing of a gacha game is a a mobile game that has very the the gameplay is very static. Like you don't do a lot in the game. It's mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of arranging units in a particular thing and then they bounce off each other. But the gacha right. element is like comes from Japanese gachapon. It's literally just you it's, feed the. Uh, you feed you feed the machine and it gives you a thing at the end of it that is like a unit that you okay that can be rare or it can be it can be common it can be this that sort of thing the gacha thing is like i want this thing so i will pump money into it until i get it right but yep. it's a random chance it's a loot box that's yes. the so this is a hella gacha game and um, it's called arc yeah. knights uh... oh you start playing the arc knights you fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're familiar oh with it then? God, yes, it's getting fucking advertised everywhere. Oh, is it? Where, where's it getting yes. advertised? Every fucking YouTube video and every fucking Twitch stream has. Oh, really? Okay, it. so I. Well, it's not quite. It's not quite like Raid Shadow Legends level, but it is getting there. Like, so it, I've I seen it a lot. So I run like YouTube with ad blockers and stuff. So I don't see a lot of YouTube ads, especially oh, not I, game I, YouTube no, ads. I, I I run ad block a lot on YouTube as well, but it is like the the in video 
Today's sponsor is that sort of oh, thing. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. I'm watching very different YouTube than you. Okay, fair enough. There's that, and, and it is on Twitch streams a lot. Oh, like, okay. A lot, a lot of the pre-ads are for art nights. Fair enough. Okay, so I had no idea of any of this. I'd literally seen screenshots and was like, what is this game? I downloaded it and started playing it. So Ark Nights is... Uh, it's and the other thing that shocked me about this is it's the first tower defense game I've ever actually liked, which is okay. We like I genuinely do not like tower defense games. I think they're boring as shit. But there's something about okay. So art. So yeah. Is it, it is, is it the art? Is it the anime girls? Is that what makes it interesting? But the, actually, the design of this stuff is actually super cool. So it's got like a. It's got fucking bunny girls in it, Ewan. Come on. There are yes, there are your main um, kind of commander one of your commander persons is called doberman who's a dog girl um but it's like it's got i'm trying to map it to like what level of anime like it's not like giant eye anime it's like uh the the eyes are pretty big okay Uh, it's not like cutesy is what i mean it's like much more like uh what was the name of that um what's the name of the anime with uh it's like you have like a you have like a it's like a persona style thing um where you have a create like fate something oh fate stay night maybe i can't remember saber is one of the main familiars yeah that's that's fate stay night, is that fate stay night? it's that yeah. kind of like so how some of the characters have that kind of medieval but like sci-fi medieval look to them and then sure. some of them just have like straight up glocks and like giant sci-fi shields and like rifles and crossbows and all this you're such a fucking sucker for anime girls with huge guns you fucking no it's it's genuinely like the art of this thing is super cool like it is it looks really really cool they've got a decent storyline actually like most anime games of this type that i've seen so far have been like the story is fucking zero meaningless but they're actually doing something with it in a way that's kind of cool like the the story parts are still very kind of visual novelly where like characters will come in and leave and uh like like static images will come and leave and it'll just be like text um yeah and i'm enjoying like the the style of the thing and the actual what do you do in the game okay so it's basically a tower defense game where the actual missions themselves are um there are uh it's like a grid-based map and there are um blue points uh, there's one blue point which is your home base or multiple blue points which your home bases and red points which is like here where the enemies are going to come out of and then it will happen in like there'll be a number of waves. Each wave will start with like a line that shows you exa- the exact path that they're going to take. And then at that point, you can then take from your team and you drop characters from your team down onto the thing. So like the like there's a guy with a so it's it's Clash Royale, but like, at Clash Royale you've got some degree of movement, right? Like no, like, you you pick a lane and units go in the lane. Well, it's not even it's... like a lane. Like they they pick like it's a it's not like just three lanes like there is like it's a grid that they will pick a path to go on but like right, seven okay, of them sure. will go through a specific path and then you place characters down and they, some of them have like so like there's a guy with a giant shield who can like block people there's characters that have um there's like long range characters there's magic there's healers there's all that kind of stuff there's some enemies that are flying where there are degrees of ranged characters that will prioritize flying character uh, flying enemies there are um so, and the other thing you have to manage as well is there's a kind of like a um, so there's a a, a currency not, cur- not currency it's like a power like a mana pool almost that kind of ticks right. up as the, the so you start with like five and it ticks up every second and every character has like a cost to play 
uh, or to get put out on the board. So like your highest character is yeah. like 26 or whatever it is. And then if you it's pull that, um, it's the same system as the the Command and Conquer mobile game. Okay, the, yes. Yeah, kind that. of, yes. But then if you pull them off the And board, Clash Royale, that also does that. Really? Okay. Yeah. And if you pull them off the board, they're on like a cooldown for like 60 seconds. And so it becomes a game of, game of like... You want it's about team composition, basically, where you want like your mm. vanguard creature, your vanguard characters who are like they don't they like vanguard, which is a class like have very very low cost, but obviously not as much damage. But you can get them out quick, and they half their um, cooldown costs. So if you need to move people about in an emergency, they're useful to have. You've got healers, which are generally very expensive, but the heal, which is super handy. They've got, um, like I say, like different types of range. Like some of them are crossbows, some of them are just straight up fucking guns, um, right. all that kind of stuff. And so that's the kind of levels themselves. And they've kept just layering, like mechanic after mechanic after mechanic. So they have like the intro story stuff as they're teaching. Like here's what the op- how the operators work, and here's how they with the gate the like levels work and here's how you hire new people and all this kind of stuff and then they layer on like oh by the way here's the other like repeat not repeatable but like here's like the other side missions you can do to get specific currencies that you can then use for their stuff and then they layer on like a straight up like XCOM style base building with like you need to clear out the you need to clear out these rooms and then build like a, a lift shaft and rooms off of it to do stuff like they've layered that on top of it that came in recently sure yeah um and then you put operators in the factories to get stuff out and you, it, there's a whole there's a lot going on in this thing um and then there's the gacha mechanics which is like again not a game style I've ever really played but it's like here are the three you like, want to get the sexiest anime ladies um <laughs> It's not, it's like, well, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm looking at Arknight's tier list. And that oh yeah, is... there's a fucking tier list. Yep. Uh-huh. There's uh, costumes that you get as well. Of course there's costumes. It's anime ladies. Um, there's not just, I will say there are not just anime ladies, there are anime boys as well. And they are... Uh, yeah, sure. Um, a lot a lot of the things I'm seeing are anime ladies. A lot there must that, be at least like... Weirdly enough, a lot, one... of the, a lot of the high tier operators are anime ladies. Who knew? Like um, One... Two, I I see two people that are maybe boys. Uh, have you seen? Maybe any of the, uh, there's a one of my main shield dudes is a lizard person. Does that ha- does that count? Is that a vanguard? Uh, sorry, no, he's arranged. Um, he's arranged. Yeah, I can't remember. That's not a, that's not a class. Is it? Uh, oh, what are they called? Is a yeah, caster? Caster? Yes, casters. I think a caster or sniper. Is that the maybe it's sniper? Casters are the magic ones, right? They do art stuff. Oh wait, no, there is, there is. Yep, okay. Yep, three boys, maybe. Wow. I definitely okay. have at least five on my team. Anyway, so the gacha mechanics are basically like you have X amount of rolls left on this group of operators. You can do them in groups of like one or ten, depending on which currency you want to spend. Um. There's an energy mechanic, but I don't know why, because they give you so much fucking energy that, like, I assume, like, the later missions are going to cost significantly more energy, but, like, I've st- I've never needed to, I've never ran out of energy and had to go, oh, well, I need to wait for my, I think, sanity or whatever it is to come back. Like, they give you, like, you start with, like, 80, it's just, like, the display says, like, 80 out of 80, and then you continually get, like, items for daily logins and stuff like that that give you another 20 on top. So I have like three hundred and something out of eighty sanity. Like it's just never, you're yeah. never gonna ever run out. Um, 
I don't know. I like what it's. I like what it's doing. It's a fun like. Hey, I need to. It's just a fun mechanic, and I really, really like the art. And they're definitely doing some like anime ass storylines that are actually better than I thought they would be for something like this, where the main job is to like, hey, pull out all the sexy anime ladies. Like they are actually doing something interesting with story. Um, mm. And like I said, they're layering mechanics. Like I said, they just added this XCOM base building mechanic onto it as well. And you're like, okay, sure, this is a new thing. Um, it also like has one of the best loot box opening animations I think I've ever seen where Is it better than is it better than the Sega slots pinata? Is that it's it's better in a different way, let's say. I don't think mm. much will be the Sega slots pinata. But this is like so when you hire an operator, which is like the gacha thing, when you hire an operator it throws down like a full 3D duffel bag and you like open the zip on the duffel bag and you can like you can like unzip it a little bit and put it back and like it's a really good looking fucking duffel bag and it opens up and right like it opens up like a file and it op- and the file opens and there's like the pictures of the, the the operator come in and then these they come in from the back as like from shadow into like you got a five star whatever and all this kind of stuff i don't know this is 100 percent new to me like i've never touched anything like this in a number of ways and yeah. i'm enjoying it and it's also not killing my Good. battery which is a rare thing for games um on my phone i can't wait until you give a report on all the cool arc knights fan fiction that you will end up writing <laughs> um, shall we move on to news is that the sure. I will also say I did look at how I stream uh, Android phone to my PC to see if we want to do do not it. stream Arknights on <laughs> no, our no, no 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 I just show what it is to, for people who oh, don't know I'm not going to sit and record a video with you about Arknights okay I'll do it myself um, I'll become a sure. Twitch streamer I'll become an Arknights Twitch streamer I'll make millions just, of pounds and then I'll get angry every- at video games because getting angry at video games makes you a true gamer apparently no, you're a bad person unless you get angry. Sorry, you're a bad person games. and That's boring the... and lazy? Lazy. Lazy. Lazy yeah. person unless you get angry um, at video games. That's just know that if an Arknight an Arch- <laughs> Arch- video appears on the YouTube page and I'm not in it, Ewan recorded it by himself and he was almost certainly naked. That is the... I mean, generally I am for most of our YouTube videos, but this one in particular... I mean, I'll... this one in particular... Yeah. Yeah. Moving I'm on. I'm just watching the Sega Slots animation again. It's I'm real not... good. It's very, very good. It's a good... I miss this. I, I hated that game because it was terrible, but this animation game. was very good. We tried to do it again at E3. Uh, was it E3 or something? You were up and you were like, hey, can we get Sega Slots again? Turns out, no. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't out, exist no. anymore. Um, so since we've been away, there's been a bunch of news, but I'm not going to obviously cover all of it. Um, yeah. Where I've taken some choice cuts from while we were gone. Um, for instance, mm. Cyberpunk got delayed. Yeah. And the cycle over 24 hours of oh cyberpunk's delayed that's fine they can take as much time as they need and i'm glad they're not going to have to crunch to get that game finished for march to being like by the way the dev team are working extra long hours and are crunching hard to get this thing out for september sure um stadia still sucks is the short answer to a lot of this yeah 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 um stadia Stadia came out i mean i'm sure we talked about it after it came out but like basically that initial batch of games came out People said, yep, this tech works. I'm looking forward to them putting out more content. And then no more content came out. Um, And people are kind of wondering about what's going to happen. And then Google came out with the statement, which pissed off a lot of people, which is understandable. They said, um, this is from the PC Gamer article. Uh, uh, it seemed like especially thin grill in the light of a very large thread on Reddit complaining that it had been 40 days since the last new game announcement release feature update or community update. Um, 
One of their community managers said, They understand where your frustrations are coming from, but had no further information to share at this time. Mm. Um, Where's the actual quote that really pissed people off? Um, Oh, yeah. So this is from... Is this from the same person? Yeah, this is from one of their people on Reddit. We understand the desire to hear more specifics on games. After all, that's what's about the games. Of course, not all 120 titles will be an- will be announced by the Stadia team, as we leave up to the publishers to make the announcement about their IP or games and which platforms it will appear on, just as we do with the exclusive content coming to Stadia. Which basically says, like, I don't know, we're just a platform now. It's up to software people to do it, like, washing our hands yeah. of this. And, like, yeah, we're, like, we're... They basically, like, announced victory and then walked away and being like, sure, we're a PlayStation. We've like, done it. Yeah. And you're just like, no, like, you need to support the share of this thing and have a business model that is, like, good. Um, and then, like, since Stadia came out, there's been, uh, what, like, the Xbox... Cli- what's it called? xCloud? Like Cloud. that app started appearing again to be like, hey, your Game Pass is now on your phone. And also GeForce Now launched like a monthly subscription thing, which is like, by the way, we integrate with your Steam library. So you can play yeah. any of your Steam games via over the cloud to whatever machine you have. And it works and mm. seems to be pretty good. And you're just like, mm-hmm. Stadia is just out there, like on their own being like, but we're Google. And it's like, yeah, you're Google, which means you're going to kill this fucking thing yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. If it doesn't work, then you're gonna shoot it in the back of the head. Don't, don't buy games on Stadia until they change their model. It's gonna go away. It's bad. Yeah. Ugh. It was a, it was a bad idea. Um, and they still did it. Yep. Uh, Dan Hauser left Rockstar, which was yeah. kind of a shock. I think that that was no, a weird one. Well, it was it was a shock until you remembered that that he's been on sabbatical for a year. I think it was like he yeah, took some time they... off after Red Dead. Red Dead 2 launched and then he kind of went on leave and then hasn't really come back. So he's just sort of like subtly just left, I guess. Yeah. Which is fair enough. I can understand totally. that. But that is now like what, like one of the Housers has now left and you're like, okay, what is Rockstar at this point? Like, It's it's that other Houser. It's the other Houser and like like him and Benzies have now left. Um, like the original, the people you would, the people you would associate with Rockstar and the kind of ethos of that studio are now gone. Also, Grand Theft Auto Online made a quadrillion dollars this year still for a game yep. that's now five years old, whatever it is. Um, and had an ad during the Super Bowl, I want to say. Something like that. Like, there was some giant TV ad they did as well for a bit of DLC for a five-year-old game. You're just like, these guys are on a totally different level than you expect it to. So you're like, okay, what the fuck is GTA 6? What is... Yeah, like, like who knows at this point what that game's going to be. Exactly. It's kind does of it even Does it even ever really happen, considering that it still makes... Five still makes billions of dollars, and right. it sold, like, almost 200 million copies in its lifetime, and, like... Yeah. Like, why would it's you... It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Wow, my link thing went fucking weird. I've just grabbed a random Twitter account that nobody... I have no idea what's relevant for. Anyway. Great. Um, the... Rumors that we talked about probably in the last time we sat down and recorded something about hey, there's a rumor going around that Bioware are going to reboot Anthem and try again. Yeah. Turns mm-hmm. out is a hundred percent true. Um, Casey Hudson in a blog post um, on the tenth of this month said, "Quote: 
Over the coming months, we will be focusing on a longer-term redesign of the experience, specifically working to reinvent the core gameplay loop with clear goals, motivating challenges, and progression with meaningful rewards, while preserving the fun of fighting and flying in a vast science fantasy setting. And to do that properly, we'll be doing something we'd like to have done more the first time around, giving a focused team the time to test and iterate, focusing on gameplay first. Um... (laughs) And a lot of the other we're stuff. Gonna let, we're going to let a team actually make this game. Totally. The... Um, which for a game that everyone assumed quite rightly, I think, that they had basically abandoned is interesting, if nothing else. Like, it's a very un-EA move to let something come back and, like, actually put time and effort into it to build mm. it back up again. Like, it feels like something that EA would not do. No, um, it, was, it was a total surprise, especially considering the amount of like negative press that that thing got you totally thought that yeah we're gonna sweep it under the rug and try and like forget about it and pretend it never happened but totally. it seems like someone still cares about that thing and either they care and they care so much that they just wanted to be good or they're trying to do it to save face totally. and be like yeah we had a rough launch but hey look at it now and try and pull like a final fantasy 14 thing that's and, the hope right but like yeah. it also seems well, like, like like i i i am not against anthem being good no not like, at all that thing could be would be super cool like i would love a destiny with robots thing like yep. that would be great it just did not look good it does not help the idea that i have of do i want to try and buy a really cheap copy of anthem now <laughs> to get some sort of dumb benefit when they reboot it yeah it's now more likely that i'm going to do that now that they're saying that they're actually doing something with it Totally. But, so the thing they're still talking about um, so again this was unconfirmed but this was um, sources told Kotaku that they were trying to work out how they were going to distribute a reboot if they were going to do a reboot like would it be mm. just like a big ass patch is it a new game that would be a huge patch right like a huge patch but like that's the only thing they can really do right because they cannot go here's Anthem 1.5 50 pounds please like no, they, they they that would that would be kind of almost shooting themselves in the head before right, they even exactly. got the game out to then go, yeah, this is a new thing. Like that's not, don't do that. That's a so, bad idea. So it might be a good idea to pick up a copy of Anthem and just have it sitting there just in case. That's going to be my idea. I think. Yeah, I'm going to see how cheap I can get a copy of Anthem. <laughs> link it to my Origin account and then just sit Walk on away. it and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. So like that's the thing. That's the other part of this, which is like. Is this year? How much can I get a copy of Anthem for right now? Yeah, I think it was on sale. Uh, I think Amazon was selling for eight pound at one point, but that was a while ago. Uh-huh. Um, there was definitely a moment where you're like, "Well, okay." Bioware obviously was a big deal for EA when they acquired them. Is this like are EA panicked that they're like we need the the prestige of a Bioware because we don't have a lot else right now? Like they have what? Right. Like they have Battlefields. <laughs> They have yeah. a couple of the sports games that are big. But, but I'm saying like big games that have succeeded. Like it oh. seems like a lot of their stuff has kind of flopped sports. recently. They like, have sports. But I mean, even their sports, right? Like uh, their NBA game was good, but Madden was not. And it seems like a kind of crapshoot sometimes. Yeah. And like, yeah, it, it seems like the reason why I think if this was any other studio other than Bioware that made this thing, I don't think they would have got the shot. I think like they need no, to save, yeah. save face and keep Bioware alive to have even just for like. Oh yeah, I, I, I don't want Bioware to die. Oh, I don't, got, no, I, I don't got, either. They've got things that can happen. Yeah, 
I'm just saying they've got like, a Dragon Age game to make that exactly I need to play in like 2024 or whenever it is that whenever that, that thing out. comes out. Um, yeah. Do you want to very quickly? Oh well, well actually, it will have happened by the time you hear this. But there's an Animal Crossing uh, direct tomorrow. Yeah, the, tomorrow. Well, when we're recording this tomorrow, well, so like the twentieth. Yeah, the twentieth. It will have happened. Um, yes. But the news that we do have... Do you want me to try and predict what's going to be in it or no, something? It, like it, was more a, it was more a case of like, well, the stuff we already know about Animal Crossing that came out after the last Direct that mentioned it yeah. was pretty bad in that, holy shit, Nintendo do not understand how the internet works, part no, 17. Yeah. Um, so there's basically some, some news that came out. Some of it came out at E3 time when people were asking questions about uh, Horizon. What's it called? New Horizons? New Horizons. Um, where they were talking about the like safe management, basically, about this game, mm. and that uh, it was each console has one save file for every every user of every switch. Every user on a switch shares the same save yeah. file and shares the so same you world. You, you can't do the thing that you can do for other switch games, which is switch user and have a new save. That's yes. not, you can't do that for which means that like you're non like if you like. If your partner, because it, Animal Crossing is definitely one of those games that a lot of people play with their partners, right? Like it's a, yeah, absolutely. A thing yeah. Where um, I I fully intend on playing that game in front of my girlfriend and right. having her laugh at me the entire time. But like also but... like there would definitely be the thing of like, hey, we can go visit each other's towns and that kind of yeah. stuff. And this mm-hmm. it's like, if you have like a primary player and somebody who like does not play as much, like is that second player gonna? Like have a that second player is going to have a wildly different experience because you've built up this island already, right? Like that's how oh, yeah, you can't work. you you can't do it. Like that's not exactly the, the whole the whole point of doing multiple Animal Crossing things is to be able to go to other people's towns and be like, oh, you have this new villager that yeah. I don't have. Maybe you have these fruits I don't have. Like this. And is... can you imagine like if you're both like, I would say hardcore Animal Crossing players, but who knows? Um, but like, can you imagine Sick. like. Yeah, esports, Animal Crossing players, <laughs> sports, um, your DPS, deep, not deep. What's RPMs? APM, no, APMs, APM. Um, my FPM, my fruits per minute, fruits per minute. Um, if you get, sorry, it's got an episode title. That's pretty good. Um, if you do a sweep and like grab all the fruits, and yeah. your par- your partner comes along and then is like, oh, cool, I can grab the switch and grab all my fruits, and all the fruits are gone. Like. Do they just yeah. like? Is that persistent? Like, there's, it raises a bunch of questions. No, like, but, like if, the, if if there is if there is one save, then that that just doesn't happen. Right. Like, you can't do that. That's... so that was that kind of came out e three that there's there's one save. Then there yeah. was um, so there was a mess. The mess began when what appeared to be the back of a German download card for the game surfaced on reset era, um, which said you could only create one alien per console. Transferring user and save data between consoles is not supported, which indicates that you wouldn't be able to transfer your new Horizon Switch data, save data to a new Switch if they upgrade or their old one breaks or gets lost or whatever. Yeah. Well, get breaks specifically. Um, I've got a th- there was a quote here. I've got a thousand hours in New Leaf that has followed me across multiple 3DSs. I can't believe Nintendo would just lock the save eternally to a console that's been started on. So. Then it got, they asked Nintendo for comment. They did update the game's Jap- the Jap- Japanese website for the game, confirming the information. Quote, the same game's save data does not support transfer user data or transfer save data functions. If you own two consoles, please be aware you cannot move your island from the console on which it was originally created. Um, 
and then it's talking about the 3ds thing and how you used to be able to do that by having multiple game cartridges in the same 3ds everyone could at least have their own island and all this kind of stuff um and then the real kick in the teeth was the revealed is working on adding a special oh wait okay so this has actually changed since the last time i looked at this they also confirmed that they would not take Nintendo Switch Online's standard cloud save backup system, so you couldn't use cloud no. saves. So it wouldn't nope. even be a case of like, hey, my Switch broke, can I download my cloud saves to my new Switch? That also isn't going to work. Um, so like Splatoon 2 and Pokemon Sword also don't support cloud saves because you can hack your game, but like... like- also- like it doesn't support it because like a lot of uh, there are there are people in the the animal crossing community that will uh change the internal clock of their consoles to get to events faster yeah that has always happened that always will happen like that is the only person part of animal crossing the only person you can change yourself right yeah but that giving that as a reason to you not being able to do stuff online with your save file yeah. is complete bullshit because you are harming no one at that exactly. point. Like, so there is the, no, there is nothing. Even even being able to connect to other people's worlds and having them go, wait, you've got the new year fireworks cannon thing. What the fuck? Like, right. it doesn't do anything. Like, that, there's no reason that that affects you in any way. Exactly. It's, so it's a shit excuse. This track article then has this extra section here which says today. This is this is from when is this even from? This is from the start of this month. Quote, Today Nintendo revealed it's working on a way of adding a special new sort of cloud backup functionality specifically for New Horizons. Quote, for cases, where, for cases where Nintendo Switch is broken, lost, or stolen, we are considering implementing a save data backup functionality that is unique to this game. This is coming from another update to the game's Japanese website. Um... The new feature will be limited to Nintendo Switch online subscribers, but just just like cloud, standard cloud saves. But the company has not set a release date for this feature, meaning it could <laughs> be available till sometime after the game's March twenty release date. Ah, oh, that's useful. So, uh, like, that is the most non-committal statement ever. Like, we might do this. We yeah. might do this. I'm now looking at the the page. We're considering oh, wow. it. This is also like coming from the same like Japanese article about how to pre-order Animal Crossing. Um, like pre-orders open on the eighth of February. Um, gathered only one island can be created if multiple software are used. In addition, if you want to play an island, you need to. Oh, this is badly Google translated. Okay, um, there's only ever one island. Does not support moving user. Does not support save data storage. But a function to backup save data in, in the original form of the software in case of failure, loss, or theft of the switch itself are con- being considered. The response time is undecided. We will notify you as soon as the time is decided. That is definitely a Google Translated article there. But yeah, so they're basically like, we like, like how much effort is that to make this very specific non-standard cloud save thing purely for this I game? No idea. Yeah, it's just the fact that you, you you specifically made it non-cloud safe and then said, but we're gonna make this own special cloud save for it right like what how is that how why would you go to that effort when you could just use the cloud save function that you've already built in right and like like, the one that's standard oh it's fucking wild um nintendo still don't understand the internet it's crazy not at all not at all 
Um, also, like, it's the fact that they don't understand how people use their own games and are not yeah, as well. willing to, like, go out there and go, like, hey, look at this cool thing that people are doing where, like, families are playing Animal Crossing together and visiting each other's yeah. towns but still want to be able to play the game and have their own thing. Like, no, fuck it. You have one Switch because, of course, everyone has one Switch, right? And then, like, you just all play on the same island and if you happen to get there an hour after somebody's taken all the fruits, then fuck you. Like, you're just like... I'm not... I, oh. I think I think you're not understanding this. I don't think it's the the save is you have one island. It's not that. That I don't like think it's you saying. have. But that one island doesn't mean there is one island and multiple characters. That means there is one island so, which is one character. So no, they are very. And that sp- is it. They are very specific about that. Um, so you can have multiple characters just on the same island. Yes, that appears to be okay. what they're saying. Um, that's even dumber. That's gathered, stupid. Gathered okay. Animal Forest, which is like a ter- like a game term, is what they're using here. Is uh, is a Nintendo Switch is a that allows eight registered users to share an island. So okay, sure. If you have a okay. lo- if you have a user account on your Switch, you can switch users and get your own character, but you're still all sharing the same island. Huh. So like. That's what that, dumb. Okay, what, that, sure. what that means in practice, like, does everyone have their own instance part of the island where yeah, I don't know. The, all yeah. the fruit lives? Uh, but, like, if you're all just sharing the same town and are all just like, oh, well, I don't need to, like, upgrade the town centre because the other person has done it and also there's no fruit left and the place is fished out, so what the fuck am I doing here? Like, the naive thing would be like, well, go buy your own Switch, right? Which works quite well for Nintendo, but you're, like, it's just such a... It's more difficult to do this so, than the yeah, alternative. It's choice, yeah. Oh, anyway, and the last thing I've got here, just very quickly, um, a statement from Jeff Keighley on E3, which is... Oh, God, yeah. Which is doing the thing, which I haven't seen in a while, actually, of somebody posting a screenshot of their iPhone Notes app to Twitter to say something large. Um... But the quote here, basically, the important thing is, I have made the difficult decision to decline to produce the E3 Coliseum. For the first time in 25 years, I will not be participating in E3. I look forward to supporting the industry in other ways and other events in the future. Um, But yeah, so Jeff Keighley's not going to be part of E3 this year, which is, for, for a lot of people, like, so who cares? Because, like, maybe they've only seen him as, like... Because he runs, like, YouTube gaming, right, for E3. Yeah. But he produces the E3 Coliseum, which is, like, a big part of, like, the public-facing part of E3. Yeah. Um, I acted as a sort of, like, hub for demos and, like, yeah. all that stuff. Keely's, Keely's been doing that for ages. Yeah. It was a... He is a staple of the E3 main stage that is... Oh, yeah, totally. And it's just, like, why... Uh, yeah, and that combined with like that combined with the slide deck we talked about last episode that leaked about influencers and engagements and activations and all this kind of stuff, and then a statement they made recently about here's what we're doing, which seemed to echo a bunch of that slide deck as if they as they pretended that it didn't leak. Um, also with them talking about, by the way, we improved our security after something bad happened last time that we got mm, hacked. And that was a like, good statement. Yeah. Fucking, I was so mad when I read that. I was absolutely, I'll find it for next time. That was time. a fun one. I was just like, oh. Um, but yeah, you're just like, what the fuck does E3 look like? Like, what does it actually look like next time uh, when it comes Who around this year? In a year yeah. where two consoles are getting announced? Like, oh, it's wild. It really is. Um, 
And the final thing I'm going to mention just before we go, um, there was some. I wouldn't say furor is the wrong word. There was uh, one of my favorite things about games and people talking about games is the clash of technical people who make video games and people who play video games that don't understand the tech thing realizing what video games are actually which is a heaping pile of like precariously placed cards duct taped together that somehow mm. ships when the, when that gets revealed for people and you watch people freak the fuck out it's it's glorious so i came to this when there was like there was um Mike Bethel was on Twitter where I saw I first saw the tweet which said there's a word for games where the code is barely hanging together with stupid layout, utterly unscalable fixes and workarounds on top of workarounds. It's called shipped. Like that's and he's the guy that's made a bunch of games, right? Oh, yeah. Basically this came from the decision that Terry Kavanaugh who made um, has made a bunch of games but the last big one he did was VVVV which is a mm. kind of um, like in television Atari style looking platformer with like a gravity switch mechanic. You've probably seen it. Um, yeah. Basically, he open sourced the game. He dumped all the source code on GitHub and was like, here's my game. Like, I'm done updating it. Um, here's the code if people want to take bits of it and do what they want to do, which is a which is a cool thing. Like, pe- people should do that. That's that's awesome. If you have the ability to do that, you can do that. Um, so being me, I opened up GitHub and started digging through the code, right? Um, and the first thing, like, there are two top-level folders, one called a desktop version and one called mobile version. And you're like, mm. okay, that's weird that they both have... They're, they have wildly different code bases. The desktop version is, like, the version that's live on Steam and is, like, a C++, like, rewrite. And the mobile version mm. is a fork of the original Flash game. And you're like, oh, mm. okay, there's something in here that I need to look at. And then, very quickly, the the... The tweet came from Randall Olson on on Twitter, who screenshotted a, a chunk of the a chunk of the source and then linked directly to the part of the source where. So, do you, if I say what a case statement is, do you know what a case statement is in coding? Ah, uh, very very loosely. So the, the the structure of a case statement is you basically go like. I want to do something based on the value of a particular variable, and then you go, if the variable is this, for this, then do this. If it's this, then do this. It's like a large if-else, basically. Sure. They can have a multiple cases, and it can be done on, like, if this number is 1, if this number is 7, or whatever. He linked directly to one of the files, um, specifically, specifically game.cpp, which is still great fucking naming. Um but there is a case statement in here, which is like the main game loop. Like, so the main updates, the game update state is the name of the function. And it is basically yeah. like the current state of the game. And it is a switch statement with, let me just make sure I get this number right. Uh, where are you? 4,099 <laughs> different cases. So okay. there's literally a chunk of code that goes, if case 4096, do this. If case 4097, do this. And then you actually look at it and they're, they're commented to you like, so like if I take a random state here, um, 4061 is when you activate teleporter 2. So the game moves into the state where you're like, okay, they've activated a teleporter, do this chunk of code. Oh, right. Check okay. the next update and then see what it is there. 4043 appears to be something to do with flashlights. Like there's so there's this this giant case statement in the middle of this game with just it's it's like as somebody who's been programming for so long like this is just wild that this ends up like this but also Mm. 
every single game developer I saw on Twitter looking at this going, "Yep, this looks this sure looks like somebody's <laughs> first big video works, game. Yeah. This sure looks like somebody who hasn't built a large video game before making a video game. This is nobody should ever look at my code." <laughs> like this yeah. like, like there's a comment here on case 3520 which is just says, "No death mode, complete Jesus." And you're like, that means something to someone, I'm sure. But like, uh, yeah, somebody somebody brought that and understood what that meant. That yeah, is... it's great. It's great. It's like game code is a nightmare. It's always a nightmare. Oh and yeah, it, and it was yeah. the thing that was that made me go. I should download Unity again and start fucking with it. Like it was that was oh, the moment God. where I was like, I should do this again. This was a this yeah. was a mess. Um, yeah, games are games are horrible, even if they shit. Oh yeah. Um, yep, that's everything I've got. I don't know if there's anything in particular. Um, do you have any predictions so. for the what Give me one thing you want to see from the Animal Crossing Nintendo Direct. Uh, uh, um, you get to be uh, KK Slider's manager on a world tour, and you get Ooh. to pick a set. You get to pick a set list for KK Slider, and then you send him online to other people's islands, and then people rate the set list. Is there a mini game where you're trying to avoid Tom Nook with a large baseball bat aiming for your kneecaps? Is that a mini game? Do you think? Uh, no, because Animal Crossing is too nice for players for that to happen. That's not. Except that, like, he's now like doubling down and is like, "I've brought you to a desert island and given you all this free shit, including a phone for free." It'll be, it'll be, it'll be <laughs> the same shit of like you get off of the boat or whatever and Tom Nook grabs you by the rest and is like, here, look, here's your house, here's your phone, blah, 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 you owe me 40,000 bells, okay, bye. And it walks <laughs> yep. off. Yep. Like, that's just going to be it again. Yeah. That's the, that's how it works. And then you go and pick fruits and... I really do. You never, you never break, the whole, the whole, the whole sinister Tom Nook thing is outside of Animal Crossing. That is... Oh, totally. But I do love that, like, since the original announcement from whatever, two E3s ago, wherever it was, like that, the photo uh, or the the screenshot from the trailer of Tom Nook behind a desk just looking super depressed. Like the usages of that screenshot yeah. has been just brilliant. It, it's it's, it's so quality good. content. Was oh, yeah. that the, oh, yeah. the sad the sad Tom Nook with the monitor light? Sad That's Tom yeah. Nook. It's... What am I doing with my life? Yeah. Um, cool. That's everything. Um, what we've got coming up? Game of the year starts coming up uh, Tuesday yep. and Friday for the next three weeks. Well, two weeks after you're hearing this. Um, parts one and two will already be live. Um, we talk about deliberations and then we've got a top five video from each of us that will go up after that once I've finished editing and making it um, we should be on track it should be fine um, mm. I would like to do something with Not For Broadcasting if we can I want to see what that thing looks like um, sure there's, there's a there's a VR game I would like to show you but we need to do some testing to see if that's even viable oh god yeah I don't even know if that's possible um, there's a game out there that is purported to be uh, Metal Gear Solid but VR which seems kind of cool um, but we'll see what that looks like but you like. need to remember the thing that, the thing that we cared about Metal Gear was not the stealth mechanics <laughs> no totally no totally but this is like hey what if you were also a robot mm. sure okay anyway there's some stuff in there that could be quite cool um, and yeah we'll see what happens in terms of games there's not actually a lot coming like March is the next big dump of stuff I was like, going to say yeah, like games don't start until Animal Crossing and Animal uh, Crossing and Doom, right? And Doom, it's, yeah. It's the next is the next big thing. Um, I've ended up down another satisfactory hole where I hooked up my coal powered thing to my factory last night, and I was I actually oh satisfactory, not a satisfactory hole, right? Oh no, okay, sorry, uh, yeah, satisfactory. Sure. Of the game, um, yes, I got it. Where I literally hooked up my coal plant 
to and removed all of my biomass um generators and said out loud fuck you nature as coal powered its way saying, into the are atmosphere. Are you saying that you, re- you removed all your biomass into a satisfactory hole? Is that yes, exactly. Okay. All of my biomass into a satisfactory hole. Um, yeah, and there's a bunch of stuff I want to catch up on. But I hope you had a shower afterwards. Oh yeah, it was a. I needed to. It was a. It was a mess. It's horrible. <laughs> um, Gamingstart.com so is the name of the website where you can find all of our articles, videos, and podcasts are up there. I'm You're, very tired. I'm making oh, yeah. bad jokes. Though. It's, it's far too late now. We need to go to bed. Yeah. Um, YouTube.com/slash/gamingstart. You'll find all our videos in there. You subscribe. You'll get notified when we put new stuff up. We are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search Gaming Start, you'll find us there. Podcast at GameAgentStart.com is the email address if you need to get in touch. Callum, would you like to share with the class? <laughs> Sorry, I was casually looking through the, the up and coming on Steam just to see if there was anything. And there's a space simulator that's just called How Do You Like It, Elon Musk? And that's the- <laughs> Video for that coming very soon. We will oh see my you in- god. We will see you in two weeks. Enjoy what you're playing. Oh. And we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.